0: i so- so- I was twenty-one and I fell in love. Remember how I told you that I'd stop. father, even when I'm scared, and when someone's in trouble, I'll never leave them there, and I love like my mother, like there's nothing to lose, you're my own son here, and I sing this song for you. Ask me, I'd rather die than the blaspheme, but if I need a ride in your backseat, will you be there for me? See me on the path on your way home, might need a mattress to sleep on, but if I'm going to dawn, would it be wrong? Will you be there for me?
1: Good morning, church. Morning, everybody. Come on in and uh, find your way to a seat. Yep. If you're uh, out in the hallway grabbing your last cup of coffee, come on in. And yeah, we're going to get started in just a second. Good to see everybody here. Um, so uh, thankful for being able to see each other at least once a week and we get to get uh, caught up on what's going on in each other's lives. And that's a big part of being church, isn't it? Just um, being a part of fellowship because it reminds us that uh, we are part of something bigger than ourselves. And that, of course, is the family of God. And the church is called um, the bride of Christ and we are called the body of Christ. And so the body needs to work together and be healthy together. And so praise the Lord that we get to be here together this morning. And so we're going to worship the Lord in many different ways um, this morning. We're going to worship God through uh, music in just a moment. We're going to worship the Lord uh, through the reading of his word. And of course, this morning, as most of you know from uh, our announcements the last few weeks of what we've been uh, um, leading up to is our launch of our discipleship pathway. And uh, we're going to talk all about that this morning as we dig into God's Word and discover together what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus. And so this is an initiative that I've been talking about for many months now, and uh, that Sunday has finally arrived, and so we will be able to, uh, to look at what it, uh, what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ and how we as a church here at Trinity Bible Church will pursue that as we learn We grow and we serve together. We see those three words a lot because those are our core values. We learn, we grow, and we serve. That's how we pursue being disciples of Jesus. We learn the truth, we grow in faith, and then we serve. Then we serve each other and we serve the world around us. This morning, we will find out what it looks like to actually do those things here at Trinity. And uh, we will be able to, um, to bring our focus and attention on that word discipleship. But right now, what I'd like to do is uh, read from the word of the Lord as a way to bring uh, our attention to him as what we often call our call to worship. Because, you know, sometimes it can be a struggle. It can be stressful to get here in the morning, getting the kids ready, getting them uh, in, maybe just getting your spouse ready, waking them up, hey, it's time for church, you know, and all that, right? And, um, And whatever kind of morning you had, whatever kind of week you had, the Lord has brought you here for a reason. We don't believe in coincidence, of course, and so we believe that this is a divine appointment and the Lord has you here. And ultimately, we have been created to worship the Lord and we have um, been called to gather together regularly to be encouraged through his word uh, and to be equipped to do all that he has called us to do. So I'd like to read to you, as our call to worship this morning, a way to bring our focus and attention to him, to calm our hearts, to ready our minds for what he has for us. I would like to read to you uh, some verses from Psalm 81. The Psalms are the, is uh, basically the, it's the hymn book. It's the song book of the ancient Hebrews and They are packed with all kinds of wisdom and truth and different um, responses to God's goodness and grace. And these are the last few verses of Psalm 81. It's verses 10 through 16. Listen to these verses. Let them be uh, a way for you to prepare your hearts and minds for worship. As God reminds his people, that even in the midst of their infidelity, in the midst of their disobedience, God is good and God is gracious towards them. This is a word from the Lord to the nation of Israel. It is a word from the Lord to us, his church, this morning. It says, I am the Lord your God, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt, Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. But my people did not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. Oh, that my people would just listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I would soon subdue their enemies and Turn my hand against their foes. Those who hate the Lord would cringe toward him and their fate would last forever. But he would feed you with the finest of the wheat and with honey from the rock, I would satisfy you. Church, that is what the Lord desires for us. As we intentionally move to obey him, And to show our love to him and our gratitude and our thankfulness each and every day. This is God's heart and desire for each and every one of us that he would feed us with the finest of the wheat, the best part of the wheat that would fill us and sustain us. And with honey from the rock, he would satisfy us, to satisfy our soul. For who is but our rock and our salvation? It is the Lord God himself. Honey. From the rock. Church, would you stand right now? And as we enter into a time of worship through song, uh, we will uh, sing a new song together to begin. It is called Honey in the Rock, and it's taken from this passage. So let the, the words of these songs, um, the truth that's in these lyrics, sink deep, and let the music stir your emotions and, and move your spirit as we are reminded of the goodness of God even in the midst of trial and struggle and difficulty in life, that all we need, all we need is found in God, our rock. And his desire for each of us is that we would feed from him the best and the choicest wheat and honey, even from the rock. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be together this morning. Whatever it is that you have for us this morning, we want to stand and be ready to be available. God, we, we need to be vulnerable before you, just ready to uh, receive from you, even though, Father, we have come here to give, to bless you, to worship you, to surrender ourselves to you. We know even in the midst of that, that you will bless. And so, Father, we're looking forward to what you will do in and through us this morning. But Lord, now we commit these next few minutes to you as we sing songs. Lord, may our hearts be joined together as we lift and raise our voices together in honor of you. This time is for you, Lord Jesus. We say thank you. We say thank you for the sweetness, the honey from the rock. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, let's worship him together.
2: Water in the stone.
1: Praise the Lord. We serve a powerful God with a powerful name. Amen. Why don't you greet somebody that's right next to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's find our way back to our seats, and uh, we'll get started. Remember to continue to pray for our uh, Trinity Kids ministry. They meet during our, uh, our service right after worship. We love to keep them with us for our time of worship through song, and uh, then they get to have their own time down the hall, and so we're thankful for all those that work with them. Remember to continue to pray for them, because the Word of God tells us that we are uh, to commend the mighty works of God from one generation to the next. And that's a big part of what we uh, we love to do here at Trinity. And uh, so, uh, before we dive into uh, launching our discipleship pathway, I uh, just want to uh, get caught up on where we are and the life of the church, so we call this Church Life. And uh, just a few announcements, a few things for you to know. Remember that uh, there's many more things happening at Trinity, different ways to get involved than we can talk about uh, on a... Um, uh, on a Sunday. And so make sure you always go to our uh, to our website, trinityallenwood.com, sign up for our text message updates and our email updates as well. You can do all that on our website. But when you walked in this morning, you should have been handed a, uh, a pamphlet with a, a card in it. If you did not get one on your way in, it's important that you have one for this morning. So you can see Kim over there on the side, make sure you have one. If you did not get one, you can raise your hand and she'll bring it. Everybody got one. That's awesome. Thank you to our connection team. Thank you, Kim. I appreciate that for making sure everybody has one of those. And so there is a brochure that you have in your hand with a note card in there. And so this morning, as we unpack our discipleship pathway initiative, uh, I will be explaining that and referring back to that. So make sure you have that handy, and that's good. You're looking through it now. I give you complete permission, uh, permission to do that, and so you can do that. I believe that you can multitask. You can read those and look at those and study that map. You're like, whoa, look at this. This thing opens up. It's amazing, but I believe you can also listen to me at the same time. I know you can do it. You know why? Because I know that you also text and drive, don't you? No, no, we should, we should not be doing that. Yep. Um, But anyway, so let's get uh, just caught up in a few things, and then uh, I will reference those uh, materials that you have in your hand, and uh, we will look at what God's word says about discipleship and what this whole discipleship pathway is about and what it will mean for us. So we learn, we grow, and we serve, okay? And that is how we pursue discipleship. A disciple is a follower or a learner, right? And so. You can be a disciple of different people and, or sports teams or, or authority figures, but in the Bible, when it talks about a disciple, it could be a disciple of um, John the Baptist, it could be a disciple of Paul, but of course we want to be disciples of the Lord Jesus. And so how do we pursue discipleship, meaning being followers or learners of Jesus? We do that by learning the truth, growing in faith, And then serving, we serve others in this room, the church, and we serve our community and the world around us. So that's a big part of who we are here at Trinity. And then the discipleship pathway will help us to unpack exactly how to do that. A few quick announcements. Remember that our life recovery group began a few weeks ago, and that meets from 9 to 10, 15 every Sunday morning down the hall in the conference room. And this is, uh, it's a very Uh, well-thought-out and very uh, popular and uh, well-used program. It is a 12-step Bible-based, Christ-centered ministry that simply helps us all, every one of us, discover God's power over our problems, right? And so this is a group for everybody. And uh, yes, it is a 12-step program, Uh, Based on AA, but it is completely Bible based and Christ centered. And it is for anyone, whether you are struggling with addiction of any kind, or whether you are struggling with managing your anger, or your anxiety, or depression, or whatever it is that might be a hurt or a hang up for you. This is a great group to become a part of as you open the Word of God and learn together from each other, but from God's Word about how he provides power, he provides a way to overcome any problems that we might be struggling with. So something to really consider to make a part of your Sunday mornings. This coming Wednesday, this is something we've been announcing for a while, this coming Wednesday, September 28th, uh, we are also launching a new midweek service, our Wednesday night service. And uh, the theme for this fall, for our Wednesday night service, is just simply called Follow Me. And on Wednesday nights, starting this Wednesday, from 6.30 to 7.30, every Wednesday we'll be meeting. We will be uh, looking at different aspects of the idea of being a disciple. Different themes, different topics. Uh, but it'll be a one-hour service from 6.30 to 7.30. We will have worship. We will uh, take communion together every Wednesday. And we will have a devotional message focused on a topic or theme uh, based on discipleship. And there will be an interactive part to Wednesday nights as well. And so I would encourage you to come and check that out, um, to come out on Wednesday. But it'll be every Wednesday from 6.30 to 7.30. Makes it a little easier to get together a little earlier for our kids. There will be a Trinity Kids Uh, program So they'll be able to get together as well down the hall and learn just like they do on Sunday mornings. So that's important, parents, that you can bring your kids out for that hour. um, And uh, it'll be early enough so you can then get them home and get them ready uh, for bed. But right after that service on Wednesday nights, we meet from 630 to 730. Right after that, just a few minutes after, uh, we will have our prayer gathering. And so I would encourage all of you, if you're coming out for the service, to stay, because we will then have a focused time of prayer uh, here at the church, uh, praying for each other's needs and praying for all those things that we are made aware of through our prayer email and our prayer ministry, okay? And so that happens on Wednesdays as well, right after our service, all right? So that's about a half hour to 45 minutes of focused prayer, okay? So that is Wednesdays, and that begins this Wednesday. And uh, I will um, tell you in a few minutes uh, what theme we'll be looking at this particular Wednesday to start, okay? We have a a brand new resource that we will all um, uh, use that I'm making available to you this coming Wednesday. It's an exciting new resource, and it will help us to begin our focus on discipleship on Wednesdays. Yes, and so next Sunday is October. Can you believe it? No, you cannot, right? And so next Sunday is October 2nd. And so it is our first Sunday of the month. So we have our fellowship lunch. And so um, I think we're still gonna do a barbecue. Lord willing, the weather's still good. I think we'll do that. And so just, we encourage you to bring a side dish, but everybody's welcome to stay. Those are great Sundays to invite friends and family, people even sharing your faith with, because of course also we end our service around the communion table and take the Lord's Supper together, and then we enjoy a fellowship lunch. That is next Sunday. Uh, of course, a couple other quick things. So starting on October 9th, in just a couple of weeks, there'll be another opportunity to uh, get together and to learn and grow uh, on a Sunday morning, and that will be our Dig Deeper series. That will be down in Classroom A, And beginning with uh, October 9th with our our, uh, elder Bruce Neary, we'll be leading that, Bruce and Betsy. And uh, it's based on a new book that's just come out and called Another Gospel with a question mark. And it is all about this trend among churches, especially evangelical churches, uh, called progressive Christianity. And you will want to know about this because I guarantee all of you have either heard something about it whether you've known it by that name or not. And so this is an important study and uh, a Bible study and uh, going through this book. So that begins on Sunday, October 9th. Uh, so that's two weeks from now. And uh, I would encourage you to come out uh, for that because uh, that'll be an important thing for us to, to all learn and to know about as, um, as a popular trend in Christianity. Okay, so that begins on the 9th. Uh, make sure you mark your calendars for that. And then I think this is my final announcement that we do have a new a work day. We try to do two or three of these throughout the year. And so on October 15th, that is a um, Saturday, I believe that's a Saturday, that we will have a work day here at church. We're going to do a lot of landscaping and planting. And so just bring your your work gloves and your work tools. And we're going to be planting some new stuff, especially in the front to kind of bring some more attention and beauty to the to the church as we uh, attract attention and people come by. And uh, we just love to continue to do that, right? You do that at your home. We want to do that here at church. But there will also be a lot of things to do inside as well. If you don't really kind of have that green thumb, if your thumb is a different color and, and uh, maybe you touch that plant and it just, you know, it kind of dies. And so, you can work inside. It's all good. We got plenty of stuff to uh, to clean and to fix and to organize. And so put that on your calendars as well. Uh, we'll do that. That'll be like a half a day on that Saturday. All right. And um, so here we are. So if you can turn uh, in your, your Bibles uh, to Matthew 28, 18 to 20, of course, it's up there on the screen for you. But I always encourage you, bring your own Bibles with you. If you forget it or don't have it, there should be Bibles in the the seats in front of you. You can use a Bible app on your phone, but we normally will put it up on the screen. But we have two main uh, passages of Scripture to look at as we dig into our discipleship pathway. So it's about this time last year that I went to a pastor's conference down in Houston, and it was a conference I had been looking forward to for a couple of years that I didn't get to go to. Of course, uh, COVID hit. You remember that thing called COVID? Remember that? Remember when that all happened? And so uh, that kind of put the kibosh on that for a couple of years. But last October, I got to finally go to this pastor's conference. And uh, the Lord did something um, that I'm so thankful for, and uh, I want to share that with you this morning as, we, um, as sort of an introduction to what we're doing. And so about two years ago, or maybe a year and a half, I had started a personal study in my devotions and preparations during the week on uh, this theme of discipleship. What does it actually look like to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? We know that we see that word a lot. But what should it look like here at Trinity and how is it that we are to bring our focus and attention on being disciples of Jesus? Because I say these, these, use these words almost every Sunday, I've been doing that for a while now, that we learn, we grow, we serve together. It's how we pursue discipleship. But I had been thinking and praying and through my studies and devotions on discipleship, what should it and what could it look like here at Trinity, how can we bring more focus and attention to what we have, be, what has become known as what you see up there—the Great Commission from Jesus? We all know that Jesus has told us, as believers, as Christians, that we are to pursue being His disciples, and He even tells uh, the original disciples, He says, "Now, as His last directive to them, go and make disciples." Right are we doing that? And so when I went to this conference last year, I got to meet with the pastor. It was at one of these big mega churches. And, you know, down in Texas, everything is bigger, right? Including the churches. And so the churches are bigger and there's about 3,000 people in the church. And we had this big conference. And and I got to meet the pastor, and I would listened to a couple of his sermons and appreciated uh, some of the resources they provided on the website, but I got about 10, 15 minutes to meet with the pastor, and, uh, and it was great. We really hit it off, and he was sharing some things, and, and I asked him, I said, you know, I said, his name is Scott, and I said, Scott, I said, um, I noticed in your lobby, remember this big church, this big lobby, they have the coffee shop and all that, and I asked him, I said, I noticed you have some materials that deal all with discipleship. You know, it's something I've been studying on my own and and wanting to to develop here at at my church back in in Jersey on the East Coast. And and I said, how did that come about? Like, how did you come up with this discipleship initiative at your church? And he told me a very simple story. About two years prior, he sat down with his staff. Now, at this church, there are 20 full-time staff members at this church, right? So you can imagine the, the size, all different giftings and talents and, and abilities and job descriptions. And he sat down uh, at his regular, one of his w- regular weekly staff meetings, and he asked them this question. It was a question that God had put on his heart. And so Pastor Scott had asked his, his, um, his staff this simple question. He said to all of the staff members, are we making disciples? here at our church. And they all just kind of looked at him. And not one of them answered, but they all kind of had this reaction. I think so. Because it was something that God had put on his heart leading up to that meeting. See, because the church had been growing, been growing exponentially for like the 10 years prior to that. And the church had grown and they have a a beautiful new building and they have many great ministries and programs and people were coming to saving faith in Christ and they were baptizing people, but he knew that something was missing. Even though the Lord was blessing the church and and they were growing in number and people seemed to be very excited about all that they had to offer and all the ministries and things that were going on, but he knew something important was still missing. And so he asked that simple question, are we making disciples? And he brought them to this passage. They all, of course, knew and familiar with Matthew 28, 18 to 20. And he opened it up and he said, is this what we're doing? Because this is the, the directive that Jesus gave to his church. And they couldn't definitively say that they were or how they were doing it. So from that point on, for the next two years, they began developing a discipleship pathway, a way to help their church, everybody in their church, pursue being a disciple. And it was a way that they gleaned right from the pages of scripture to help not only define what and who a disciple is, but what a disciple should be doing and what the life of a disciple of Jesus, a follower of Jesus, should look like. And so for the next two years, They met regularly and developed what they called a faith path, and it's a discipleship pathway. And I was just really intrigued because, you know, for all this time that I had been doing my research and studying devotionals, I had been looking for something, and I looked at his pathway, the discipleship initiative they had. It was exactly what I was looking for. So I asked him that question, and then when he told me that story, I said, this is exactly what I want to do at my church. This is what I believe we need to be focused on. And he said, Keith, he goes, take it. Take it, it's yours. We developed this in-house. You can take it and make it your own. I said, thank you, and I went over to the resource table, and I grabbed all of the resources, a stack like this, that I was able to bring back in my carry-on case, And I took it all with me, and I came home. I was like, thank you, Lord Jesus, on the plane ride home. Because not only did I have a model, right, but I'm all about not having to reinvent the wheel if you don't have to. Are you with me on that, right? (laughs) And so I was so thankful that my friend now, Scott, and we've been able to connect every few weeks, and I'll get to see him in a a couple of weeks. And uh, I was so thankful that he was just like, take it, it's yours, and use it as the Lord blesses you. And so what we were able to do is we were able to then adapt what they had developed to make it fit here at Trinity. And part of that is what you have in your hand now. It is that brochure, and then I'll explain the card in just a minute. So if you can open up that that pamphlet you have in front of you, that brochure, I'm sure you've already been looking at it. You can open that up. Because in just a minute, we're going to unpack that, just, just briefly together in our, 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 you know, our time remaining. But I want to explain to you what this is all about. So keep that open, and then notice again this passage of Scripture, because this is where this all comes from. All right, I'm going to show you, this is Matthew 28. It's been up on the screen. Let me read it for us. And then Jesus came up. And he spoke to them, saying, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to follow all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This is what we have um, titled "The Great Commission," it was the last directive Jesus gave while he was appearing to his disciples, and and he was telling them, and had told them previously, that he was going to be away for a while, but that he would come back. But until he returned for them, and now for us, the church, until he comes back, this is what he wanted his followers to be doing going and making disciples. Now, I want to point something out to you. I mean, we could spend weeks unpacking this, right? But notice, first, all the power and authority that we need to be a disciple and to make a disciple doesn't come from us. It comes from Jesus himself, amen? He is our source. He is the one that provides the sweetness of the honey in the rock, right? And the water in the wilderness and the choicest of the wheat from the fields. So all power and authority comes from Jesus, and he made a point to say that because he was about to give them a directive and say, go and do this, but you can't do it on your own. And so he says, go, therefore, and do what? And make disciples. See, the word make is the key word. It's the operative word. Make disciples. The other three words there are what back up that word Make disciples. So the directive is not focused on go or to teach or to baptize. The main focus of this passage is make disciples. But then he explains how to do that. How are we to make disciples? You go, so you are not to just sit and keep it to yourself, but you are to go, meaning take it with you wherever you go. Actually, in the original Greek language, it's going. It's like wherever you are going, make disciples it's not a one time event it's not a program it doesn't happen on a just on a sunday morning or at vbs or any kind of special event at church going as you go along make disciples so you make disciples how by going so it's a continual process you baptize them which means right if you infer from that what jesus is saying is that first you must be a believer in the lord jesus for the salvation of your sin Because those who are baptized are those who have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ and him alone for their redemption, right? And so he says baptizing them. So you're taking believers in the Lord Jesus who are saved and secure in their eternal destiny and saying, make disciples out of them. How? Go, do it all the time baptize them, which means you're showing that commitment. Yes, baptizing, baptism is a one-time event. It's an outward expression of that that change and transformation that's already happened when you believe. But it is a way to make that commitment. It is a way that you start that process by publicly declaring your connection with Jesus, Right? But then also, it's going, it's baptizing, and it is teaching. See that in verse 20? Teaching them to do what? To kind of do their own thing? No. Teaching them to follow all that I have commanded you. In other versions, it might say, teach them to obey. So that is a huge part of making disciples. It's learning. It's the learning part. The learning and the growing. It starts from reading the scriptures, understanding what Jesus has taught us. Because he tells his disciples, he says, this is what I want you to do till I come back. They didn't know it was going to be 2,000 plus years. But he said, do this. This is what I want to be. I want to find you doing this when I return. Make disciples. Go, do it all the time, baptizing them, meaning you're bringing them into a point where they're making a commitment, a public commitment, and you're going to teach them. See, Jesus spent three and a half years teaching them how to be disciples. So he says, now you've got to go do that. Discipleship happens one-on-one. It can happen in smaller groups where, where, where we really get to, to do this Christian life together. But truly, biblically speaking, discipleship happens in relationship. It's one-on-one. Sometimes it can be difficult and sometimes it can get messy when you're investing your life in somebody else or somebody is investing their life in you and you're, you're working through the problems and difficulties of life, but also enjoying and, and sharing along with, with um, the, the celebrations of life. See, discipleship happens on the go as we live our life, making a public commitment to baptism, but by teaching. He says, teach them what I taught you. But not just what I taught you, but all that I commanded you. And this is key, church. He says, teach them to obey. Teach them to follow. So it's not just about opening the word and learning what the Bible says. It's are we doing it, right? Are we obeying what he has called us to do? Because someone who follows another but doesn't do what they're saying to do or follow in their footsteps and do what they do is really no follower or disciple at all. Because Jesus said to teach them to follow all that I have commanded you. And so that's the question. Are we truly following Jesus? And what does that look like? So this is the directive for all Christians in all churches everywhere, in every culture throughout all time. This doesn't change from church to church no matter how big or small you are, or even what denomination you are. This is for all Christians at all times, but now look at this. This is the other passage, the other verse I wanted to share with you. This probably sounds familiar. I've been quoting it quite often this year. But if the Great Commission, Matthew, 18, uh, Matthew 28, 18 to 20, is, is the directive to all disciples to go and make disciples, reproduce ourselves, see that? Reproduce yourselves, be a disciple who's making a disciple. It happens at the same time. Here then is the call, the personal call to discipleship one of the great verses about it, in Luke nine twenty three, And he says to them, and he was saying to them all, if anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. See, this is a directive by the Lord Jesus, a call to discipleship to people who are believers. Because if you think about it, right, it makes sense. This is not a way to salvation because salvation is a free gift. Jesus died that we might have life, right? And the only condition, the one condition that Scripture gives us over and over again for salvation is believe. You might use the word trust or faith. They're interchangeable. But it says to believe. That's how you are saved. See, taking up your cross, denying yourself, following him, those are not conditions of salvation. This is a directive, a call to believers to say, you are now secure and firm in your, in your salvation, your eternal destiny. Now, do you want to follow me? Do you want to lead that blessed life I have for you? Be a life in abundance that he's called us to. That he came to give us life, and to give us life more abundantly, it says. So he says, if you want to do that, that's going to cost you. See, salvation, church, is free to us. Let's make sure we understand this. It costs Jesus everything, but it's free to us. That's why we say Jesus paid it all, see? And all we do is we say, yes, we believe in that. We believe that he is who he says he is, and he did what he said he was going to do, and that he did it for us. We believe. And it says when we believe that we are saved. Now he says, now you are mine. Now do you want to follow me? That salvation was free to you. We received it as a gift. Discipleship, that's hard. Because even in that word disciple, do you get the word discipline? You don't like that word, discipline, right? Discipleship is hard. Discipleship is costly because it takes self-sacrifice. It takes laying aside our own desire and will and saying yes to Jesus' desire and will for our life. This is how he describes it. You want to follow me now, now that you're believers in me? You want to follow me? Deny yourself. It's death to self. Take up your cross daily. Well, how about that? Jesus took up his cross, and where did he go? He carried that cross to Golgotha, right to Calvary. He carried his cross, and the cross was a sign of what? Sacrifice, a sign of death. Carry your cross daily. See, that doesn't just mean like, oh, you know, I got to hang now today. Oh man, I'm bearing my cross for Jesus today, right? We all have a cross to bear. Yeah, man, my finger hurts. No, what he's saying is you take up your cross daily. You daily deny yourself. You put to death your own desire and will, and you say, Lord, what would you have me be? What would you have me do? And follow me. He says, that's how we do it. It's our call to discipleship. So what I'd like to do is show you our discipleship pathway. What I've been describing to you the past couple of months as I've been leading up to this and teasing this discipleship pathway is what you have in your hand. It is not an event. It's not just happening this morning. It's not a program. It's not even a new ministry of Trinity. This is a tool. It is a tool that we will use to help us all stay on the path as we follow Jesus together. And as you can see in the map, If you're ever on a pathway and you have a destination and you're walking and going somewhere, remember he said, go and make disciples. We are on a path following Jesus. There's always steps that we take. Now, the beautiful thing about the discipleship pathway is the pathway is not linear. And that should be really good news to most of you, right? Because these steps that we glean right from Scripture about What it looks like to be a disciple, it's not linear. We might all follow the path differently, but the important thing is these are all stepping stones, steps, marks, checkpoints, along the way, our life of following Jesus that we need to make sure that we are stepping on. When we're trying to get to a destination, we wanna make sure that we are bringing a focus and attention, church, to each of these 12 stepping stones. And these are taken right from the scriptures. These are the things in this pathway that will help us to stay on track. But I also envision that as this becomes part of our culture, and our DNA here at Trinity, it's not just for me to use to come alongside of you and say, hey, how are you doing on this step or that step to help us direct our discipleship and our fellowship time together, learning or growing or serving, but this is a tool that you can then use for each other because we are the body of Christ, right? And so as you get into discipleship with each other, and that's something we'll unpack this fall, This will be our focus, our our sermon series through the end of November, but it will be our focus for this fall, discipleship, as we unpack each one of these 12 steps together on Sunday mornings and on Wednesday nights. It will be a tool you'll be able to use for people as they come to the church, new people, but with each other, with friends in your, your small group, your friend group, whatever that looks like, that you can encourage each other and challenge each other and say, hey, how are you doing? But it's a way to keep track, right? Not a checklist, but a way to keep track of are we truly being disciples and followers of Jesus? It can be a simple but yet powerful tool, Trinity, for us to use, right? It's not a one-time event or a program, but it's something that we will use continually as part of Trinity Bible Church, right? And so, I wanna, what I want to do is, is describe just a bit this pathway. I know it's kind of hard to see, but that's okay, because what we're going to do is just briefly look at each of those 12, and I'm going to explain to you how we're going to unpack that over the next couple of months.